I grew up on a farm, and like anyone who's grown up on a farm, I know that animals are so much work. They're cute, they're adorable, but don't live on a farm unless you are ready to get your hands dirty. And no one knows that better than the livestock exhibitors at the State Fair of Texas. The fair's mission is to celebrate all things Texan by promoting agriculture, education, and community involvement through quality entertainment and a family-friendly environment. And so all of those elements are true, and they were true in 1886. To me, this is one of the really cool things about the State Fair. Generations of families have roots in the fair, from concessionaires to ride vendors. The experiences of the fair's livestock exhibitors are uniquely different. When you have an animal or another living being depending upon you, uh, there's a great level of responsibility that comes with that. From traveling for hours to reach the shows in the early morning, to waiting with anticipation all day just to show your goat or your sheep or whatever other animal you have, to all the bonds you build along the way. I'm Bailey Friday, and North Texas wants to know... Why are livestock shows so important to the culture of the State Fair of Texas? Livestock shows have been around since fairs began. In fact, when fairs began, it was really an opportunity for uh, agricultural producers, which was the majority of folks were raising their own food, right, uh, to come together. Um, and it was basically a big trade show, right? Just like we have big trade shows now for um, whatever industry you're in, it was an idea sharing and an idea swapping and, um, and trading up to get better and, and finding pieces that helped you. And that's still what it is today. That's Daryl Riel. He's the Senior Vice President of Agriculture and Livestock at the State Fair of Texas. I lead our entire livestock uh, team uh, to make sure that all of our programming uh, is relevant and is running as smoothly as we can make it run. I grew up um, showing in 4-H and FFA as a kid. I uh, uh, competed here at the State Fair of Texas as well, and then went on to college and with an animal science degree um, and a master's. And <clears throat> my first role out of school was working for the National Swine Registry, and so we were putting on hog shows across the United States. So I've been in the stock show industry my whole life. I mean, everybody eats, right? And a lot of us, in fact, most of us, consume those fresh meats, veggies, and other byproducts of the agriculture industry. But less than 2% of Americans are farmers. So many people are multi-generations separated from production agriculture. And so when they come to the fair, we have a little sliver of an opportunity to teach them a fact about agriculture that's important to them and that's relevant to them. It might be something as simple as they learned that um, that a brown cow doesn't give you chocolate milk. If they learn that while they're here, we have accomplished something and, and we have connected with those folks and they have a better understanding of where their food comes from. Learning about agriculture and how your food goes from farm to table is an important part of the education that happens at the fair. But the more exciting and surprisingly meticulous part is the youth livestock competitions. 
Now, a big part of what we do now is actually our youth livestock competitions. Um, and so uh, youth livestock shows are, um, are an event where uh, we're uh, developing our youth and teaching them all of the things that you learn when you're in um, football, say, or basketball. Uh, you learn teamwork, you learn work ethic, um, you learn how to better yourself, you learn how to compete. And so all of those same attributes are true. It's just we're doing it with an animal instead of with a basketball um, or a baseball. And in addition to that, we're teaching those kids about food production at the same time. I was pretty much born into this industry. My parents both showed growing up, and when I was born, they had some does. Like, our business started out really small, and we had a lot of commercial cattle and breeding ewes. But as I just grew up, I started showing when I was three. And so we've just been raising and getting bigger and bigger ever since. And this year, we're having around 900 kids on the ground with five flushes, so I'm going to be really busy next year. Mackenzie Evans from the Burnett County 4-H showed market goats and sheep. I wake up at 5.30 and I go feed everything and then go to school, do all my academic stuff, and then I come home, feed again, we drench, then we clean pens and waters, I go check all the pens and the donors and um, recepts, make sure they're good because currently we're having a lot of flushes and embryo transfers. And then after that, we get them started on their exercise program. Uh, each pen is like different every night. So like we have five pens. One night they're getting treadmilled. One night they're getting ran. One night they're getting walked. But they're always doing something every night. While some teens opt for early morning band training or late nights after football or basketball games, Mackenzie's passion is training and raising her livestock so they can win titles all across the state. It's like one of my biggest hobbies. I quit sports to do this, and it's just people think it's easy, but the amount of hours and hard work that really goes into this from conception all the way out to the end, to the end of the shows and stuff, like, it's a lot of work. I'm at the barn for around hmm, four hours every afternoon after school, treadmilling, working them, and feeding, and making sure everything's healthy, and looking where I'd like them. Last year, I won San Angelo Doe Show. I won the San Antonio Doe Show. One year, I won a division at San Antonio with a goat. Oh, and I've won county for the past six years. Your goats just don't gain muscle overnight. You have to exercise them really hard. So we have a treadmill, which is, just looks like a human treadmill, but they walk backwards on it to build their butt muscles. And then you have a walker. So it kind of <laughs> looks like a mini merry-go-round. Okay. And you tie them up to it, and they just go in circles, and it's how they get their exercise, and they really enjoy it. And then we have a track, just like a human track, but then you either have a four-wheeler or a track dog, and they're both trained, and then you can run them in laps so they get their daily exercise instead of them just getting bored sitting in a pen all day. So what sets competing in livestock competitions apart? I mean, there's a ton of character building and value instilling youth activities out there, right? So why are livestock competitions different? You have to take care of your animals, have to feed them, have to water them. There's lots of responsibility that comes with that. Uh, there's lots of learning, you know, that you can put forth your absolute best effort and it may not quite be good enough. Uh, there's lots of learning that, you know, typically hard work is rewarded in the livestock industry. Uh, uh, but you also have to learn some skills and things of that nature. But, you know, it also brings, you know, things that I think of are, are some camaraderie and some friendship with the other competitors. 
uh, you know, a lot of kids find their very best friends at a stock show because they're like-minded and they're working on the same projects, uh, you know. And so that's interesting. You, know, see, you see a lot of people that don't necessarily uh, see each other on a daily basis or aren't from the same town, but they know people from all across the state because, you know, they've done this project. So I, I think the work ethic, the responsibility, uh, the sportsmanship that it teaches are just absolutely critical. And I think that's what really why most of the parents honestly get their kids involved in it because they see see that as an avenue to uh, for those kids to, to learn about those values. The best thing that kids get out of livestock shows by participating in 4-H and FFA is, uh, is all of the soft life skills that they learn, uh, specifically the work ethic. Teaching these kids how to, to care for a dependent, if you will, uh, is extremely valuable. And so it teaches them a great work ethic up front. And that's one of the things that I think really sets the kids that come through these programs apart when it's all said and done, and I hear other folks uh, that I uh, work with across the across town here in Dallas talk about the values and how great the kids that come out of these programs are, and it always goes back to work ethic. And, and that's probably the single most important attribute that these kids get out of this program. Tremendous responsibility. A lot of my friends go off and do all their other stuff on weekends when I'm at the barn washing legs because we have nearly around 45 animals and they just aren't going to get their legs washed sitting in a pen. Someone's got to do it and they're all doing that and I'm at the barn working hard because I want to do good this show season. And just determination and how to be humble, losing or winning either way. Because like if you win, you work for it. If you lose, it makes you want to have a stronger drive to do better. My name is Jess Yaman. I'm from Uvalde, Texas. The judge for the 2022 Market Goat Show, by the way, no stranger to judging livestock. I've been judging livestock shows since 2008, so for approaching 15 years. I grew up uh, heavily involved in a commercial uh, commercial livestock uh, operation, and uh, that's kind of where I got my start with livestock. I you know, had to make lots of selection decisions as to what animals to keep and whatnot and things of that nature. Uh, so that kind of got me going, and then while I was at Texas A&M University, I was a member of the 2007 uh, Animal Science uh, Livestock Judging Team, and that uh, taught me a lot about uh, sorting animals in a show setting or, uh, you know, getting to talk about the animals intelligently so people can hopefully understand what I'm, what I'm talking about, and so... Uh, that brought that part on. I showed a little bit growing up as a youngster, uh, not near the quality of stock that uh, the kids I saw today, though. For those who may not know exactly how these shows run, the judge breaks down how these animals are classified and the characteristics he's looking for in an award-worthy goat. So, for example, today uh, the market goat shows, as they are market animals, they are typically shown by weight. And so the classes are animals of a like weight. Uh, so, for example, if you had uh, 97 to 100 pounds, that would be a weight range that would make up a class. And if your animal fit within that weight range, then they would be involved in that class. And so uh, they essentially line uh, those animals up, they weigh them all, and then they divide them as evenly as possible as they can by weight, and that's how they show. So they're divided by weight within class, and then uh, after three classes today, then we would have a division championship where the class winners from each of those classes came back and competed to win that division. Looking for high-quality livestock, honestly, so many of the animals that we saw today are very good. They have lots of muscularity, which is one of the number one selection criteria that we use. 
Uh, but at the top end of the show, once we make sure they have enough muscle, uh, we try to make them as sound skeletally as we can, which just is another way of saying that they're good on their feet and legs, their skeleton fits to the, together the way it's supposed to, and they can move around well, and they're pleasing to the eye, attractive. Uh, and essentially, that skeleton lays the foundation for a more, even more product or meat to be laid on. While the rides at the Midway and the crazy food combos might first come to mind when thinking of the Ferris culture, why are livestock shows just as synonymous and important? It's absolutely critical to the culture of the fair because not only does it bring back the, uh, you know, the animal animal science, animal husbandry, ranching, farming type roots to the fair. Uh, but man, it, it, it provides an enormous service to the kids that show those animals. I don't know if you listen to my, uh, my speech, but you know, those kids, uh, you know, it's not just them there. They're help, their parents are helping them a little bit. They're friends. You know, it's a, it's a project where they get to spend quality time, you know, learning responsibilities. Uh, they learn work ethic. Um, you know, sometimes they learn life's not fair. You don't always win, uh, which is important. And, and I think it teaches them a lot of lessons and it builds a lot of character when they have those projects. And, you know, honestly, uh, it takes a lot of courage to go out and try something that you've never done before. So I commend those, you know, first timers that came out and gave it their best shot and hopefully they try again. I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you so much for joining me on our podcast, North Texas Wants to Know. Before you go, please give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked this episode, share it with your friends. This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones. Original music by Michael Eisenstein. Editorial support from Cooper Mall. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.